What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 23 of Lockdown Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. We're finally at Friday, so another week now through this nightmare that we're living in, and we are talking about the top 25 best baseball games of the last decade. Today, we're dealing with number 21, and that takes us all the way back to October 13th, 2016, Game 5 of the National League Divisional Series between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Washington Nationals. The Nationals came into this series with a 95-67 and 67 record, had home field advantage over the 91-71 and 71 Los Angeles Dodgers, and this was a great series the whole way through. Dodgers won game one, four to three. Nationals won game two at home, five to two, evening the series. They also won game three on the road, eight to three, and the Dodgers had a late rally, uh, avoiding nearly blowing a, a pretty big lead in that game. They ended up winning game four, six to five, so you come into game five with a really nice pitching matchup. Rich Hill, who had a, a career year in 2016, despite some stints on the injured list, and then Max Scherzer, who had an unbelievable year in 2016. Obviously, the 20 strikeout game in May against Detroit, but won his second of three Cy Youngs this season on the mound for the Nationals. And unlike the 2012 game that we talked about a few days ago, this was a situation where the Nationals absolutely had who they wanted on the mound. Max Scherzer had been so good for this team, and yes, struggled in game one, took the loss against Clayton Kershaw, went six innings, gave up four earned runs. But on this night, you know. Max is the guy you want on the mound, and I think a lot of Nationals fans and a lot of baseball fans were feeling pretty confident that this was going to be finally the the series in which the Nationals would get over the hump and finally win a playoff series. They'd come so close several times, 2012 like we talked about, and obviously in 2014, they lost a very competitive four-game series to the eventual world champion San Francisco Giants. The winner of this series was going to go on to play the Cubs in the National League Championship Series, and... Things started out, and it looked like we might have a pitcher's duel on our hands. Scherzer goes 1-2-3 in the top of the first. Rich Hill counters by going 1-2-3 with two strikeouts in the bottom of the first. Max rolls through the second inning on 14 pitches, and then in the bottom of the second was when things really got kicked off. Daniel Murphy, who just had an unbelievable season in 2016. That was really such a great signing for the Nationals. Obviously had that transcendent postseason in 2015 with the Mets. He leads off the bottom of the second with a single. Anthony Reddone strikes out. Murphy steals second. Ryan Zimmerman draws a walk. And then Danny Espinosa hits a single to right field. Murphy runs home. Josh Reddick in right field, who I, I, I still forget sometimes Josh Reddick played for the Dodgers, made a pretty nice throw home. It was a little bit offline and a nifty little move by Daniel Murphy avoiding the tag from Yasmani Grandal. He stomps on home plate, and it's one nothing Nationals. The place is going crazy. Rich Hill settles in at the end of that inning. He strikes out Jose Lobaton, and then Max Scherzer obviously batting with it being a National League park. He strikes out looking, so it's one nothing Nationals after two. Max walks Yasmani Grandal to start the third. Andrew Tolles grounds into a quick double play, and then Rich Hill grounds out to second. So Max seemed to have, if not his A-plus stuff, his A-minus stuff in this game. And I think Dave Roberts was able to sense that pretty early on, that if this team was going to get behind by more than one or two runs, they were going to be in a lot of trouble because you just didn't get the impression that Scherzer was going to be giving up a whole lot of runs on this night. And I, I know that Dave Roberts gets a lot of heat as a manager for how he, you know, well, manages things in game. I, I, I do think a lot of that is warranted. I 
do think he mismanaged last year's National League Divisional Series completely, and maybe it's because it was his first year and he knew the microscope was going to be on him, but I remember thinking he did a really a remarkable job with this particular Dodgers team in 2016, and I thought on this night was really one of his best moments as a manager. Rich Hill only went two and two-thirds innings. Now, only gave up one run. There's been been this weird thing with Dave Roberts and Rich Hill ever since he started pitching in Los Angeles. Dave Roberts has never had him on a long leash, ever. I mean, you look at all his postseason starts, it's four innings, five innings. I mean, at the most, you get like a six-inning start, maybe six-plus innings out of him. But besides that, he's never really been very patient with him. And on this night, it showed. He gave up a single to Trey Turner to start the bottom of the third. Turner steals second. Bryce Harper flies out. Jason Worth strikes out. They intentionally walk Deanna Murphy. So, I mean, you know, not a great outing thus far for Rich Hill. Two and two-thirds, three hits, one earned runs, two walks, but six strikes. I mean, six of his eight outs were strikeouts. Roberts still pulls him, and he goes with Joe Blanton, who gives up a stolen base to Daniel Murphy, but then Rendon flies out to center. Despite it only being a one nothing game at this point, it felt like it should have been more. With the pitching change and the way Max was rolling, this didn't feel like a one nothing game, and that's often dangerous. And I'll talk about that later when we talk about games like this most recent World Series, where... You know, a lot of times, if teams don't put good teams away early, especially in postseason scenarios, um, it comes back to bite them often. And when you don't hit with guys on base, that often especially becomes a big issue that you have to deal with later in the game because eventually the other team is going to have a moment where they pop. You can't have Max Scherzer on the mound for every single batter, though. He was rolling, I mean, through four innings, scoreless, struck out the side in the fourth, did give up a walk on a 13-pitch AB to Justin Turner, which I think turned out to be a, a extremely important at-bat because Max, all night, at least through the first couple innings, was looking like a guy who was going to go seven, eight frames. And I think the Dodgers' ability with at-bats like the Turner at-bat to elongate at-bats, get that pitch count up, really made a difference because the Dodgers' bullpen was pretty solid. The Nationals' was not, nor has it really ever been. I mean, they just won the World Series last year without a bullpen. And you knew that things could get really dicey if the if the lead stayed tight, if it stayed within one or two runs, and Scherzer was able to get knocked out of the game. You felt like the Dodgers were going to have an opportunity. Now, in the fifth inning, they almost broke through. I mean, Scherzer gives up a single to Reddick and then to Jock Peterson to start the fifth. Strikes out Yasmani Grandal, Andrew Toll single. So now it's bases loaded. Top of the fifth, one out. Andre Ethier, the veteran, comes up, strikes out on a 2-2 changeup. Just an unbelievable pitch, considering the circumstances by Max Scherzer. Chase Utley grounds out, and you felt like that may have been the moment where the Dodgers' season may end. I mean, that that was a huge turning point, a huge sigh of relief, because we'd seen so many times this Nationals team be a team that got into these situations. I mean, the 2012 NLDS was a perfect example of that, where they just couldn't get that big out when the other team had guys on base. Scherzer was able to just get two big ones, and he rolled through the sixth inning as well. It was, but still, it felt like more because of the way Max was rolling, but it was only one nothing. Only one nothing through six, and Julio Urias, the rookie, I believe he was 18 or 19 at the time, comes out of the pen and pitches some really good innings for them, keeping this game close. So things got really, really, very remarkably interesting in the last couple frames of this game, and I'm going to talk about it here next. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Now, maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale. 
and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings Smart Scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. And we're back. So it's one nothing going into the top of the seventh. Max is approaching 100 pitches. He goes back out there for the top of the seventh inning. First batter, first pitch to Jock Peterson. This happened. Jock Peterson leads off. Max Scherzer pitching it to the seventh. Peterson, deep left field. It is gone into the Dodger bullpen. We are tied at one. A total game changer. Kenny Albert on the call there. With Fox, I mean, this thing had all of a sudden completely shifted in terms of momentum. The Dodgers had all of it. Jock Peterson, a huge moment. I've always been a fan of Jock Peterson. I think he adds a a ton to a baseball team. And here, this was uh, probably the biggest home run of his career up to this point. It gets Max Scherzer out of the game. And then you go back to that Nationals bullpen. And this was really in a tie game, especially the last possible thing they would have wanted. Because you traded for Mark Melanson, who was fantastic for them in this latter half of 2016, but those middle relievers were not anything to write home about, and you saw that Mark Zebczynski came on to face one batter. He walked Yasmani Grandal on four pitches, not exactly doing his job. Blake Trinan comes in. He gets behind to Howie Kendrick, then gives up a single. All of a sudden, it's runners on first and second. Still nobody out. Charlie Culberson strikes out on a bunt, a foul bunt on an 0-2 count. But then Carlos Ruiz, another guy who was acquired late in the season in a trade with the Phillies. Uh, I don't think it was a very popular trade either. I mean, A.J. Ellis was kind of uh, Kershaw's personal catcher there for a while, but made a difference here. Sammy Salas now pitching against Ruiz. He gives up an RBI single. Austin Barnes comes around to score. He was pinch running. So the floodgates have kind of been open. Corey Seager flies out, but then Justin Turner with the Dodgers up 2-1, to one, hits a fly ball off of the center field wall. Howie Kendrick scores, Carlos Ruiz scores, and all of a sudden it's 4-1, and based and you were getting absolutely 2012 NLDS flashbacks against the Cardinals. I mean, this thing had completely swung in the Dodgers' direction. Now, in to the Nationals' credit, I think this surprised a lot of people. They fought back. Bottom of the seventh inning, Danny Espinosa walks against Grand Dayton. Chris Heisey, who led baseball in pinch hit home runs that year, hits a two-run shot on an 0-2 count the next at-bat. So suddenly, it's 4-3. to And at this point, Dave Roberts had seen enough. He takes Grant Dayton out of the game, and instead of going with Pedro Baez or one of their middle relievers, he goes with Kenley Jansen. He goes with the closer in the bottom of the seventh inning, and 
Kenley was throwing a whole lot of pitches. This was a ballsy decision by Dave Roberts, and to be completely honest with you, a Herculean effort by Kenley Jansen. He comes on, gets himself into some trouble, you know, ends up loading the bases in the bottom of the seventh inning, but then strikes out Anthony Rendon with a cutter on an 0-2 pitch. It's 4-3. to It would stay that way all the way to the bottom of the ninth inning, and Kenley Jansen was absolutely running on fumes. I mean, Kenley Jansen, in his prime, was known as being an absolute control freak. I mean, that's what made him so dangerous, is he could strike out like 15 guys per nine innings, but he also never walked anybody. But you could see him starting to lose it. In the bottom of the ninth, he strikes out Trey Turner, then he walks Bryce Harper on four pitches, walks Jason Wirth on six pitches. All of a sudden, with, with your best hitter due up in Daniel Murphy, Kenley Jansen was... Seemed, seemed to be out of gas. In an amazing effort on his part, two and a third innings, one hit, zero runs, four walks, which is rare, and four strikeouts on 51 pitches. The idea of a closer throwing 51 pitches is unheard of in baseball today. So Roberts had to make the decision, who's going to close this thing out? We have two more outs to get, and Daniel Murphy is up at the plate, and he goes with Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, up to this point, had never pitched out of the bullpen in his career. He'd never come out of the pen, and he'd pitched game four, got a no decision, I believe, in game four, did get the win in game one, though didn't pitch particularly well in either game, but they needed him here, and Daniel Murphy, probably the most feared hitter in the National League that season, came to the plate. He takes the first pitch for a ball, pops out to second base on the second pitch, not Daniel Murphy's best at bat, and you could see at that point, because Wilmer Defoe was pinch hitting in the next at bat, and Wilmer Defoe, not a terrible player. He's not Daniel Murphy, and you felt like the Nationals had blown their best opportunity to possibly win this absolutely crazy game, and a few pitches later, that's exactly what happened. The Los Angeles Dodgers are headed to Chicago. Kershaw strikes out Defoe with that patented Clayton Kershaw curveball that has been so deadly for him throughout his entire career. The Dodgers go on to the National League Championship Series. The Nationals go home. Another heartbreaking loss in the Divisional Series for Washington. A a truly great game. Uh, You know, it, it continued the kind of legacy of failure that the Nationals carried with them for a long time. For the Dodgers, I think it was considered kind of an overachievement. This was a team that a lot of people preseason, I remember, were picking to be probably a wild card team. A lot of people thought the Giants were going to be the best team in that division that year. Uh, a really remarkable effort, a very good managerial performance by Dave Roberts. The only reason it's not higher is because with all the pitching changes that went on, I mean, you saw eight pitchers between these two teams in the last couple innings. It got, it got a little bit boring. It got a little bit boring, and because of that, I can't put it any higher, but a classic game nonetheless and a good way to round out this week. We're going to continue this list, you know, one game a day for the next couple weeks here, starting next week with number 20. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. That's at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can. That's at Tigers. If you have any questions for this show or just want to say hi, you can send them to me. Uh, on this show's Gmail account, that is LockedOnTigers at gmail.com, and it would be much appreciated as well if you could go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review of this show. It would be uh, it would very much help. It would help get me through these tough times. I love hearing your, your wonderful feedback. So thank you very much for listening. I'll be right back here next week continuing this list. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.